welcome back to the Challenge USA Wrap Up Podcast for episode two. I am Brian Cohn. With me, as always, is my co-host, Ayla Asher. Ali, how are you? I normally don't open with uh, internal logistics, but it is the crack of dawn, so I'm not as chipper as I would normally be. It's but thrilled to be here nonetheless. It's not that early. The birds are chirping. Child's to talk about. It's exciting times. Ugh, you're such a dad. Like, <laughs> it's not that early. Jeez, I was asleep 35 seconds ago. You know who wasn't asleep is uh, Tiffany. I was asleep this episode. He was awake and uh, buzzing around. Maybe I would have slept better if a giant man lifted me over his bed like I was weightless, up over his head like I was weightless to a top bunk. Yeah, that would. I'm still not recovered from that. Yeah, that, that's a. Uh... Quite the image that will now live in a Challenge USA lore, as that is basically the only thing we will have for, from Tiffany this year, unfortunately. Is there lore? Lore? Will there be lore? I think there's lore. Yeah. This will go down in TV lore. <laughs> I don't know that this is lore, but I think who so. am I to, I'm not the judge. Who made me the judge of lore? I don't know. <laughs> I think in our bubble of the world, this is lore. All right. Well, let's uh, contribute to the lore here. You know, a, I would say, like, a B, like a solid B episode, like uh, just a clean episode of the challenge, nothing too crazy. Yeah, I think we had each of like, you know, the A, B, C, D blocks of the challenge. I mean, I think, you know, we had the pre, we had like the post elimination recovery, we had the new teams, a little bit of house set up for the episode, the nice daily uh, uh, strategy talk, a little bit of a hookup drama talk, the elimination. And actually, a surprising result. So, yeah, pretty clean episode. Um, let's talk about the algorithm. I think one thing that's going to get tired. I mean, I know two people are going to leave every week, so it'll get it'll become less and less time. the The algorithm selection process does eat up a lo- quite a bit of time in the episode. Yeah, uh, I think doing it for this week, you know, just to show how it works, and maybe doing it one more week is fine but i think after that we could just be like here are the new teams boom put the pictures on the screen let it splash there for like three seconds um and then we can go about the episode and we'll figure out who the teams are even more during the daily but we don't need to like and who are you with and who are you with and who are you with or if like maybe pick one or two highlights that you fixed for the week um and focus on those and then everyone else like let it just play out as we uh, see it yeah, go beep boop beep boop one time, and uh, we'll we'll see it. Uh, interesting pairing setups. I know Stephen Fishback was on the Twitter, uh, you know, the, speculating on being a, a bit cynical about the randomness of the algorithm. Um, I was watching with someone who's watching for the first time, and he was like, uh, "That's bullshit." <laughs> what, what, where do you stand on this? You think Cash and Cinco just happened to? end up together yeah I, I you know i joked about that on twitter also that it's uh what a coincidence to make sure that uh they get them in before one of them potentially can be eliminated but i mean with so many people being pa- like so many options of like interesting pairings like there's there's bound to be someone like this like we had two people from the cookout paired together this week with with uh i think it was xavier and and aza was that like a coincidence just to have them together um we had the two amazing race race people paired together um which i feel like was you could even look into more there. Like, I don't know. There's just so many interesting pairings that it's like bound to happen. That there's going to be a couple that are like, Ooh, that's like, odd that it would, you know, 
randomly happen like that. Um, so I don't know. Are they fudging it a little bit? I don't. Know. I I don't see what they would have to gain, honestly, just to like let it be random because you would get drama or interesting situations if it's just random enough. Sorry, I cannot now stop thinking about what an incredible hit show it would be if Reese Witherspoon hosted a, a show where people competed, like doing scenes from her movies called Amazing Race. <laughs> I would watch that in a second. Dibs on podcasting about that if that ever comes to fruition. Um, but yeah, I agree. Look, I want to believe, okay? I'm here. I'm not here to to criticize what I'm watching. Actually, that's quite literally what I'm here to do. Right. But I, I want to believe. Yeah. So take that. Yeah. What did you make of? I found it interesting. So Desi had an, like had an interesting episode. She wasn't really involved in anything that particularly like fully mattered, but she had like a lot of like uh, poignant confessionals. Where here she was like very concerned about who she was going to be paired with. We had some other stuff with her later too. I don't know what they're setting Desi up for, but they're clearly setting her up for something in the early going. Well, look, I mean, I was high on Desi coming into this. We hadn't seen her in a while, but she's extremely fit, extremely smart, well integrated into the survivor group. Like one of you're right. One of her key confessionals was like, well, it makes sense for Big Brother people to stay together. It makes sense for survivor people to stay together. Uh, If I have to read the edit of like that plus cash, like clocking her biceps, like and how like sweet she is. Is she going to be the first person the Survivor Alliance turns on because she's a huge threat? Mm-hmm. I, I hope not. I, I really am enjoying seeing Desi. What did you make of her? The two people she clocked is like, oh, I don't want to be paired with them being Derek and, and Enzo. I thought those are interesting names. Yeah, I mean, yikes. I, I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad for Derek. I mean, a lot of people get, I mean, that's age and size, right? Like Enzo's the oldest guy in the house and Derek is the smallest. Um, is he the smallest? Though? I mean, I think James is smaller. No? I mean, thinnest, you know, whatever. Like, it uh, depends what people evaluate as size. But um, I, regardless, like, I feel like, you know, are most of these dailies going to be extremely physical? Sure. But there are puzzles. There are mental components. It's there's a real, like any given Sunday vibe to the challenges sometimes. So don't sleep on these guys. Yeah. And also just want a quick correction from last week. I want to apologize. to. Oh to, yeah. To, wait, to wait, wait, for, uh... wait, 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 no, 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 hold on. No, 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 no. Thank God you brought this up. It was top of my notes. First thing on the bullet point before the episode started. Apologize to Enzo. Sorry, I'm apologizing to Enzo for grossly mischaracterizing really, the story from last week. I really don't uh, plan my intros, but I was thinking like, oh, it'll be funny because we're recording before the exit interview is even recorded. And I'll be and I can say something like, thank God. So Brian can't <laughs> misreport what was covered. This is why you don't give me more information than I need because I'll just screw it up. So. So go, so so reset the story yeah, so the, for the people the correct, who are listening. The correct story, if you didn't listen, <laughs> if you only listen to this podcast and not listen to the exit interview, was Sally <laughs> tried to make a move on Enzo. Enzo turned it down, and then I was right that Enzo was talking a lot of game afterwards about like what he wanted to do, but like didn't end up doing anything. But nobody was Sally, listening to that part. Nobody <laughs> no, was. Listening Sally to that. was not the one turning down Enzo. Enzo. Uh, turned down Sally. But regardless, we were robbed of <laughs> a, a, 
an incredible romance story potentially playing out between Enzo and Sully. And I mean, the spoiler alert, apparently we were robbed of a great uh, romance story that we thought could play out with Tiffany too this season. So we are losing the romance storylines quickly in Challenge USA. Uh, another another uh, crack observation from the newbie <laughs> watching. <laughs> he said something about Angela having a vibe with someone who is Angela's new partner. Leo or something. And I was like, no, 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 Angela's married. And then he watches all of the pairs get set up and goes, none of these fit, good looking people bang. <laughs> I was like, but she's married. Other people will come. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay. So that, that's the end zone. Anything apology. else? Well, one thing that's pretty interesting to me is like Tyson. And Angela definitely still projecting like Angela at least thinks there's going to be a a first round loyalty to them that they are still working together in the game beyond their pairing. Um, And Justine ends up with Tyson and she was upset about it. Yeah, well, she's upset because Tyson was responsible for her girl being sent home. She's uh, wanted to avenge uh, Enzo's ex, uh, you know, playing in in. And Sally, and didn't really get the opportunity, and now is is fallen by his charm by the end of the by the end of the week. Yeah, the, Tyson's got like a really successful mentorship program going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, like. I mean, look, if I can be paired with were, Tyson and win five grand, I'll be I'll love him every day of the week. That that sounds great. Let's uh, be paired with Tyson. I am just Tyson is the second coming of Wes. Like, and I know that Tyson. And Wes are similar age, but like it literally, this is so reminiscent of, you know, Wes and D or Wes and any of his er, partners in any partner challenge, like fresh me, mm-hmm. like Casey, I want to say, why am I trying to do this? Like, I don't need to do this, especially not for a CBS audience, but like, it is just to be like maniacal in in challenges to have that conversation like baby's first blind side i'm so proud of you justine like it's just so west to me and i'm loving it yeah no he plays the like the anti-villain card extremely well where he, he could be super cocky in one moment super charming in another put them both together um in another moment um and it, it plays for tv incredibly well tyson's for sure been the star of the first two weeks um we, we were questioning whether he would like let up after you know punching his ticket to the final that is obviously not the case so i don't imagine now him lighting up at all for the rest of the season if he wasn't going to do it this week so i think this version of tyson is going to be here to stay for as long as he can ride it out for that he's not uh, a huge huge target by because now all of a sudden he's got what uh, 11 grand in the bank so that is quite the appetizing feast for someone going into an elimination down the road not to not to nitpick but i am holding a microphone so i might as well use it uh Tyson and Justine, when Justine confronts Tyson at the beginning of their partnership about the Sally thing, Tyson is pretty much at least what we see. Like, um, look, just like stay calm, do your hardest in the challenge. Like, I'd like to win. Are you prepared to win? Kind of a bit condescending. Should he have apologized here? Like, I know it ends up working out and being fine for him, but should he have like approached this with some more understanding, even if it was bullshit? Uh, I kind of like how we just kind of just like didn't it's like if you don't even talk about the issue like maybe you should like forget about the issue and just like focus on the new task and especially because they're only going to be paired together this one week right so like it's not like he has to make this huge amends with her like work together the whole season so just you know keep her focused on this one week 
Um, and then oh my god, prayers for your <laughs> prayers for your wife. Like, maybe if we just don't talk about the issue, she'll forget about the issue. Brutal approach. Does, does that not work? Is that not uh, an effective uh, tactic? Oh, I'm. Let me give me a riff a little so I can hurl. Um, all right, Tiffany and Cinco. We projected this on the preview. I uh, a little bird, few birdies had had been singing about this. Uh, Shan is not my birdies though, because Shan is the birdies of the house, uh, spilling tea from behind mm-hmm. the news desk. I don't know that that really worked. I love when they try things like that. The editing. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it worked to put Shan's confessional behind this makeshift news desk, but she is telling everyone that Cinco and Tiffany had a little. Uh, liaison outside of the house yeah before the show yeah pretty i don't think i don't know if we pegged that it already happened i think we thought it was going to be like starting and developing on the show so the fact that it already it happened like they had that established uh i had heard tell that there was Mm. a little where was the alley news segment where was that news segment we didn't get that. Some people were listening to it. <laughs> I, I was, um, but I, I did like the new segment confessional. I like that quirky stuff. I hope they like expand that more. Like they bring someone else in, and she's like, "And I want Shan to like talk." Let's go to uh, you know someone down at the field to get the the weather report for the upcoming or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I hope they get a build off that. I think it's a funny little uh, funny little bit that they build on. I like the concept. They just took a regular confessional, though, and popped her in the desk, and she didn't do anything. Like, I wish right. they had said, and, and, you know, the editors are working retroactively, but I wish they had been like, we're going to put you behind a news desk, like, do a little thing. Yeah. No, I, I hope they uh, <laughs> fill her in, on, unless they didn't decide to do that until after the season wrap. But I hope they uh, can make her get into it a little bit more if she knows this happening. Are you shipping Cinco and Tiffany? Absolutely. Why not? I think they, they'd be a fun couple. Um, they could probably run the world, so why not? I'll, I'll, I'll listen to Tiffany's my uh, overlord. I need to know a little bit more about what happened with Cinco and Cash. I don't love how Cinco's like. I don't need ve- very Brian of <laughs> if I don't talk about it, maybe she'll forget about it. So I, I you know, I re- I reserve the right to be out on Cinco uh, pending more information, but. Tiffany, yeah, I'm loving, like, sure, if this is going to keep me in the house, I'll flirt with this giant, gorgeous man. Right. Now, did she say giant, gorgeous man? No, she didn't. I said that, but <laughs> I support it. it. It is just, uh, this is why, like, a show like this is so wild to see, like, Tiffany coming from, like, the strategic mastermind on Big Brother, and now she's, like, doing the Ashley Mitchell, like, politicking school of training and the challenge. Like, get you a girl who could do both, right? Like, she could really uh, cover both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I mean, jumping to the end here, I think we're losing a lot by losing Tiffany this early. I did not expect it, and I'm upset about it. And stunning. Like, I don't think I've not been this surprised by elimination loss uh, in, a, in a pretty long time. Both, like, I felt like I saw wow, drag them. You know, drag I, just, them. I just feel like I saw them in, like, the preview more, honestly. Like, I thought Tiffany was just, I guess they just showed, like, every single Tiffany scene ever in, like, the preview. Um, so I just thought she would be involved in it a lot more. I thought the cookout thing would be extended a lot through the season given how much of a focus it was it was in episode one um i thought they were fully setting up the amazing race pair to be like uh wiped out and just leaving one person left i, I, I really thought that's how this was being set up so it was a big fake out for me i was with you on every single part of that except i was like james is a little too excited about this season to go out week two that's a good point but i didn't want to believe it because look if i were cast on the show and i went out 
with a stub toe before the first elimination, mm-hmm. I'd still be promoting the shit out of it. Yeah. So that was like a 1% thought I had. No, that's a good point. Yeah, he was uh, in the mentions complimenting our great work from last week. Um, but yeah, but, uh, but it, well, you don't have to last long to say that this is an incredible podcast. It's very true. But also going to be like, if you know, you're only going to have like one good episode and then get sent home. Like you're going to go all in on listening to all the content right. of that first episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, pretty, pretty incredible stuff for, for this week. All right, let's talk about the challenge again. I think they really hit the nail on the head. If they're looking for something that looks like it's a challenge challenge but is not that athletic athletically demanding like it's definitely not not difficult and not scary but it's i would say definitely a tear down from normal challenge challenges yeah so the challenge is yeah boy and you had two <laughs> i was so stupid <laughs> so sad. when they said the name of it i'm like oh, i have to say that name that's fun um so you have to jump <laughs> off a platform into a very lightly spinning wheel of giant tires um, and collect letters to fill out a Scrabble board on the beach and fill it out with as many words as possible in 20 minutes. Yeah, you know, I expected to feel like I'm tired of watching these heats, but I really never got there. I think they edited just the right amount of uh, each heat for me. Yeah, I think we got uh, a little bit. I mean, I like that they had the pairing, so obviously that, like, you know, wasn't one team at a time, so that made it a little bit more bearable, of course. Um, but like you said, like this wasn't the most physical. Like if this was the challenge proper, like there either would have been another larger step to like jump to the tire thing, or with the jump would have been uh, bigger, or there would have been like two steps along the way. Uh, but this was like uh, a decently fine uh, combo of physical and a little bit of mental, a uh, little, little, little combo of everything for for this daily. Yeah, I think Tyson ends up with the optimal strategy to the extent that you can swing it is like to just have one person going and coming back with letters and the other person just working on the puzzle. I don't know how James and Kayla don't get a single word. Yeah, not, I mean, considering like they are pretty athletic, like we see them in the elimination do pretty well. I know it's like a different skill set, but it, it was very surprising to see them both fall and fall and fall and fall. Uh, in the, I mean, 20 minutes is a long time, too. And it wasn't like it was I don't think the climb up was that big that we probably could have gotten like five jumps each or something like that, four or five jumps each. And to not make it once just to even get like any number of letters. Like, I'm sure they would have lost anyway, even if they only put uh, two. I think the, the losing other losing team at three words, or maybe four was like the other uh, losing set. So I'm sure they, they probably would have lost anyway. But it was pretty surprising to see them not even get in the mix at all. And just to see, just to say, um, we watch a lot of challenges where people hit the water really hard and like people have been injured from that. So like, sure. you know, James is like screaming from the water. Like that definitely is real. Oh, yeah. I uh, I went and Googled Siobhan popping an implant from one of it because that's classic. obviously the most iconic. Yep. That's the most classic. <laughs> yep. Uh, but we didn't get like um, it wasn't that bad because we didn't get oh, yeah. the teaser that he was like, you know, drowning or something like that to a commercial. Like it kind of resolved like mid scene. Um, so it couldn't have been uh, too bad. Um, casual putting Kira on the board as a word. I'm like, bro, get over it. <laughs> they should, over they it. should have let it count just for like, you know, emphasis of creativity. 
like, yeah, you know what, do it. I don't know that he locked it in. Uh, yeah, he, he was out of time. That was that was what uh <laughs> what caused the issue. I think his board had changed oh. after after we got it. But I don't know what the challenge is. I think maybe they hired someone with like who loves crossword puzzles because like this is now their thing, right? Like different versions of doing crossword puzzles as part of the illumination is what the challenge now loves to do. So get out your uh, New York Times and before the each season do a couple cross crosswords or word searches, I guess. Because you know, again, these aren't really crosswords. It's more like word searches or something um but like I get a little this was bananagrams yeah bananagrams sure that's what it is uh, <laughs> but get a little i mean do wordle i think wordle will help because you'll get practice in five letter words um so get that practice in uh say so yeah, i think those are all key. are people here are people here to learn how to compete on the job? i think so <laughs> what are you, where are you going with this? <laughs> hey you know what? if someone else from survivor big brother just happens to watch this they can get a little uh prep for cbs us uh challenge you would say season two so do wordle Brian's just naming word games you could play. Bumblebee? What's the after wordle they always try to get you to play? I don't know. Um, here, a few things from the challenge um, before we get to the deliberations. The cash and zingo of it all really was like, how how awkward. <laughs> like, yeah. I just like I was cringing. I was in a full body cringe the entire time. It was pretty it was pretty brutal, but uh you know, we did get a nice encouraging thing of of Cinco being like, You can you know, I believe in you, I need you to do it, uh need you to jump and swim. And she did it. She, she jumped in. But that's the cringe. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was nice that like they have a word to believe. They had a bad breakup. They haven't talked. Cash is still hung up on it. Cinco couldn't care less about her. They need to work together for this money. And now Cinco is saying all of this, like, I need you. And she's like, I couldn't do it until you told me you needed me. I'm like, God, this is so brutal. Is this not Hallmark where the, uh, you know, lovers come back together. They come together on the challenge and they fall back in love. Hallmark Christmas movie style. I'm fine with that. Give me Cam and Leroy's love story. That's fine. But don't give me like cat. Cinco is clearly like, I need you for the money to jump or you're ruining my game. Right. And Cash is like hearing that you needed me. You know, just like this is not it. Yeah. And then not not to pile on uh, my boy David Alexander, who who, who the, the team did oh, pretty really? fine. They, I think they ended up with four, so obviously they didn't do too bad. But I think the editors might be in on this now too because they had a very mean cut of I think it was, he went up against Tyson and Tyson was just smashing everything. And then they had a little cut jump cut to uh, David making the jump and just uh, face planting right off the tires into the water. So little little mean by the editors, but I think you know maybe a little deserved too. You would think after two seasons, and I know he wasn't on that Big Brother that long in the beginning, but like, you know, don't give them the confessional. Don't let mm-hmm. them do this to you yeah. where you're like, this is perfect. I'm up against Tyson. I get to see, like, am I keeping up with him? Like, you're setting yourself up for failure. Of course you're not keeping up with Tyson. Yeah. And I think Tyson's not keeping up with Tyson. <laughs> I know this is very... uh challenge proper niche but i feel like david alexander would be perfect for the mitch watch of the season for those that are familiar with with that i feel like that's the way to embrace the david alexander of it all and see how he does through the season is track him in the mitch watch standard to to keep people uh to explain what this is honestly like i don't even know what it is anymore It, it started as like if you don't like somebody if you choose to just like everything about them that you don't like They'll become your favorite person on the yeah, show. So, and it does work. So now I'm going to like all of David's failures. I'm going to be like, wow, that's a great scene of David failing. So like, that's 
what I'd be rooting for. And look, if he does well, then he does well. That would be great. But so far, 0 for 2. And at least I have the show <laughs> presenting it of how he's doing. Because again, he didn't do that badly here, but they are presenting it like he did pretty poorly. So they are very much in on it. And then it's also like it evolved as we started liking the person, or I should say, I don't think you ever disliked him, but like <laughs> as as I started liking Mitch, the, the namesake of the Mitch Watch, I became in, I, obsessed with watching him in the background right. of all of the scenes, and he was always doing something well, hilarious. Because he used to always just be like eating like uh, deli meat turkey or something like that in the background, right? Just like during a fight, he'd just be like in the corner, like eating turkey. <laughs> so, like, I think for David, it would be. I don't know that he's been the background starling. I haven't but noticed it's him like, yet. No. It's really for you to really apply yeah. the principles of enjoying everything you dislike about I'm him. I try to. But Tyson was. Why I was hung up the phone. <laughs> that would have been bad. <laughs> All right, bye. But Tyson was phenomenal. Great, uh, very uh, like you said, a very Wesley confessional of like, uh, don't let them see you sweat. When I walk by them, I uh, hide my breathing, give them a little wink uh, to um, intimidate them. And uh, I mean, he crushed it. He went back and forth nine, like I think probably went uh, five or six times. Uh, Justine was great with the words. They were a dynamic duo. Uh, they got nine words. I don't think I think uh, Tiffany uh, got six. I think they were in second, if I remember correctly. So not even close to anyone. Um, so James and Kayla lose. I was a little upset, although from a TV perspective, because I like James and Kayla, but from a TV perspective, they would have been going in. I mean, never underestimate James's ability to sell his way out of an elimination, but like nine times out of 10, they would be going in. So at least by them losing, we got some, some interest in who would be thrown in. Yeah. But first, what do you make so TJ's new thing now? I think he did this last week too. Is saying how proud he is of of everyone. Oh, is this getting condescending? I feel like it's a little condescending. When someone gets zero words and you're including them in that, it's like yeah, like he clearly. I mean, we learned this from your exit interview or your preview interview, and we're learning this from the show. He he did not believe that these people yeah. would be able to compete. Yeah, I think he thinks they're like little children that are like, oh, look at you, you're so you're doing, you're doing so good. Look at you creating those words. Good for you. Um, yeah, it's a- better to be a child than out of shape. Like I think he <laughs> thinks these people are like old, unathletic, out of shape freaks. Right. <laughs> Not to put words in his mouth. Right. No, of course not, but never. Uh, but yeah, oh, yeah, no, but I was very happy for the same exact reason, like you said, that uh, that James uh, and Kayla lost. Not again, not because I don't like them. I really do like them. But for the dynamics of the season, especially for this episode, uh, it really opened things up for a few possibilities uh, of who potentially be going in. Because yeah, I I don't know how James would have talked himself out of out of this one. I think the only way he was able to talk himself out of last week was that he was with another law of violence so it was able to be like all right let's not don't go after two shows just go after one here it's like okay well you just told me to go after one show and now i'll go after the one show with like least amount of people so uh, i don't know how in the world he would have been able to talk himself out of going in this week so uh very it really opened the door for possibilities with with them losing well the only possibility is like he's been building this with tyson of the like i'll work with you you owe me thing so it would just like really depend on like how far that's gonna go but I mean, look at James showing up here and Kayla, but we hear James explaining it where the other two big brother teams options are Alyssa and Edzo and Aza and X. And then he goes for the fences and is like, but what if you put in the head of the big brother Alliance and your own, your own, uh, showmate Cashel? 
who are, I think, a more physical team than Alyssa and Enzo. Mm -hmm. And it's like a big... Sorry, I have a visitor. Um, (laughs) um, Okay, how do you do this with a dog? Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you sometimes they bark on camera or bark on uh, mic and it creates (laughs) viral moments. Okay. Viral moments. Just yell to shut up. <laughs> oh, did you go viral? I think so. I think in okay. RGP world it was viral. <laughs> okay. So I thought this was a big swing for James. No, definitely. Because, I mean, you can make a case. I mean, I think Enzo and Alyssa would be the better option, but uh, I don't think Oz is like super intimidating to go up against. X would is probably the best of the four people in that collection. Uh, but Alyssa, I think it would also be very strong. So there's pro- probably pros and cons with each of them. But I think he kind of makes the appropriate pitch of like, this would be Tyson and Justine's best option to throw in. So it's like, it maybe it's like a little worse for them, but it's also like the best option for Tyson and Justine. So it really plays to what they want to do. Why do you think, Justine doesn't have loyalty to Cashel. Like, should she should she be this quick to take the first shot among Slab Island people? Is this what we can expect in the future from, you know, people paired with Survivor and Big Brother people? They're just gonna roll over on their own show right away. So, so remind me, are they from the same Love Island season or they are not? They are not. So I I think that has to play a part. Like I don't know how loyal uh you know, people from the different survivors, maybe survivor, because I think there aren't as many from the same season as like BB23, uh, BB23. Like a lot of them are from that season. And then there's like Enzo. So, like, I don't know. Is it, would like Xavier be so loyal to Enzo just because they're on Big Brother? I feel like if it was the being more loyal to, I mean, clearly wasn't as that loyal to Tiffany. So I think, think it kind of matters who the people are, not necessarily just show based. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Love Island, though, I. It is a little disappointing to see like people are going to be throwing Love Island people under the bus, I think, in favor of deferring to the larger, more strategic shows. Um, So it doesn't surprise me that she makes this move here. There's also this weirdness between Kira and Cashel. Like, it's obviously not as weird as Cinco and Cash, but like we do see Cash on the other side of things campaigning against Tiffany and that like Tiffany is picking up Cashel and picking up Cinco and so, like, maybe there is this, like, permission slip being granted from the larger Love Island group of, like, well, Cashel has to go because he's more loyal to Tiffany than he is to us. Right. I think that was kind of the big thing, right, is they felt that Big Brother was pulling uh, Cashel away from, like, he wasn't, like, he wasn't pulling Tiffany towards them. He was being pulled away from them. So uh, it made it much easier to stomach cutting him loose because in their mind, they kind of already lost him. So might as well also lose, like, the head of the Big Brother crew. Um, in one fell swoop. Do you think that Tiffany hates beautiful women? Yeah, yeah not not the best scene. This is the type of scene <laughs> where it really makes me happy. There are no like challenge live feeds because I'm sure if there were like live feeds, like this probably would have been even grosser to watch all these people talk about Tiffany like that. So I'm very feel very fortunate that we just had like a 30 second snippet or a two minute sn- uh, snippet of this conversation, so I didn't have to walk around hating these people with a deep fire. Uh, because yeah, I'm sure this this conversation was not great to hear in full time. Cash has lovely, lovely lavender hair, but it should be green because she is so jealous of Tiffany's relationship with Zingo. It like, which is such a shame because on Love Island, 
cat and and look those in glass cases of emotion shouldn't throw stones like if i were on the show with my ex and he were you know uh dirty dancing lifting a woman straight above his head into bed in front of me i reserve the right to be insane Mm -hmm. however I'm behind a microphone and not on television. So I get to say it's a shame because on love Island, you know, she was in a love triangle with Cinco and he did her a little dirty. Like he ditched her for this woman, Trina, who you could catch on all star shore right now at MTV. Uh, but, and then he went back to her. And one thing that cash like always maintained is like a respect for Trina and was like, never going to blame Trina for Cinco's decisions and whatever. And now it's just like, she is just attacking Tiffany, frankly, and like ruining her game because Cinco's got this relationship with her. Like it would be okay for me if she was like, this is hurting me or I don't trust Tiffany because she's like, she hasn't come up to me and said anything about it or she hasn't like paid me the respect of like dating my ex to say something to me. But to be, to be like, she hates me because I'm beautiful and we have to get her out before she steals my man. Not a good look for cash and quite surprising. Yeah. Not a great look. And also not a great look for Kira, like kind of egging her on. Right. She wasn't like really, uh, talking her down of part of it. Like I think you could talk her up a bit. Like, yeah, like we, this is a good opportunity to get out Tiffany. We can really like use this as like cut out the big brother head, but like she was really egging, uh, her on about like the jealousy thing and going up your man, like Tiffany, uh, like what is she doing? Like acting like a 16 year old. I think she said like, like just some really like kind of gross stuff that, uh, I, I it would be a little more understandable from, uh, cachet. Cause like, that's like her ex, like there is a lot more emotion there as opposed to Kira, who should be more of the level headed one and kind of talking her down rather than, you know, firing her up even more. Yeah. I mean, it was bad for both of them. I mean, cat, Cashel is Kira's ex too, but oh really? Oh, okay, anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, are you are you kidding? Remember the whole last week episode? I guess yeah. They were partners. The the, bro, the road trip breakup at the end of this episode. She right, says he right, cheated right, on right. her. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> Reporting live from the exit interview. Yeah, wait, Where's Shad? You, Give me Shad. You better get a question together about Kira, how Kira and Cashel are doing. You need to know if you're about to interview him. That, that, that his whole plot on the show. Wait, I need I need Shad next to me. Where's the Shan? Uh, but I need like the news alert. I need all that whole thing. I'm Shan. <laughs> breaking news. Ask them about their breakup. Anyway, I did feel like when Tiffany and Tyson meet, it was like a real meeting of the two families, you know, and Tiffany throws Enzo and Alyssa right under the bus. We later find out another time. We once again got the retrospective edit, like the the, the hindsight edit. Yeah. But Tyson did go to X and Alyssa, who very interestingly throw Tiffany under the bus. Do you think that? Uh, I, well, I think Alyssa played X's guilt perfectly oh she she uh strung to the guilt very hard of uh, i i you know I, after everything we went through in bb23 i thought you would be looking out for me you're not like doing anything to help me um she really played the x pretty pretty hard um and i think like i think for her game like that's what she kind of had to do i think that's what would get x to do what she needed um to save to save her uh and, and it, it went perfectly it went, uh, the one thing about the tiffany uh tyson conversation i didn't like how like out in the open it was like with how monumental the conversation was it does it did feel like it should have been more in like 
uh, a private setting. I feel like CBS really should have like set the stage of like you know setting up a table <laughs> with like a glass of wine on each side or something like that. Like they should have made it more of a formal occasion to have these two people meet <laughs> as opposed to just like standing next to a bed somewhere in the middle of the hallway. Uh, it did feel the scenery felt kind of lame. Cinco should have held them up at one in each hand <laughs> yes. so they could talk. Yeah, no, but no, but Alyssa, Alyssa played it exactly how she needed to. Um, once we got to the elimination, though, I wasn't as fooled as I was last week. I did think it was going to be Tiffany and Casual. Yes, I was there. I was uh, expecting the flashback uh, of who they were going to going in. What's interesting? I know. I assume it's because they just both agreed, but. When TJ asked who they're voting for, Justine just said who they're voting for, and there was no like Tyson. Who are you voting for? So I guess there is no individual vote by the winning team. It's just they have to come to a like there's no like disagreement at the stage. Like they just have to be in agreement before the elimination, which is you know not something they always do. So it's kind of interesting. Well, we're still fifty fifty. Like last week, we saw them cast a vote each. This week, we just saw one person answer. I wouldn't rule it out yet. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what obviously like. You would think they would be able to come to an agreement because it's just the two of them, but yeah, I just found that a little. Well, we have seen pairs be divided yeah. in challenge past, and uh, you know, for the new audience, usually that means if you can't reach an agreement, you have to go in. So I very sincerely doubt that that will happen this season, but we'll see what happens next week in terms of are we just going to one? I would guess that they both had to vote each week. And if it never pays off, they just edit it for one person's giving the response. That that sounds pretty likely. I would imagine. So the big thing X promise uh, Tyson was to do damage control. Now, obviously like the damage control is not as necessary that Tiffany lost, but do you think there will be a blowback amongst like the BB 23 people like this is the whole thing like with Alyssa and Derek of wanting to go after the cookout and we didn't get to see anything from like Derek's been very quiet the little purple Derek through through two weeks I'll be very curious to see like his reaction to this situation and Tiffany going home we really didn't get anything from him I would guess that all of them are thrilled one you have an excuse to take a hit at Tyson or Justine if you want one but two your most powerful alliance member who would beat you is gone and you didn't have to do anything to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And you still have numbers and you're still making other end roads. Like the show alliances are going to have to fall apart. Like I think you get out scot-free getting rid of Tiffany here. Yeah. I just want like once there's been like a shot at big brother, like makes it easier to take the subsequent shots. So, I just would, I would be a little concerned that, you know, that could be something that continued to follow through or like, oh, we can go after Big Brother. Like we did it once, it worked out, maybe we'll do it again. Um, and, but with the rotating pairs, like it's almost like this just kind of worked out. Right. And the alternative was two Big Brother people going. So like it's easier for everyone to be like, yeah, no, no, do Tiffany with casual. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, elimination. Knowledge is powered. Well, really quick before we get to that, Justine says something weird. She says, that's just the way the votes fell this week. Right. Very, very strange, uh, inexperienced delivery. Yeah. Considering the votes, your nomination was just her basically. So that's, that's, you know, (laughs) that's just the way the votes fell. Nothing that was, you know, nothing I can do about it. I didn't know. I didn't know where my vote would go. She seemed to want to say something like, that's what the majority of the house was on board with. And we're going with the majority, but it was a flub. Yeah, 
No, it was it was a very it was so fair. I think that's what made me think of like did they not show like Tyson's vote of like what what other votes? Um, but yeah, it was very it was very odd. Uh, to see why it even include that? Yeah, because it was a very clearly not like what she fully meant in the in the moment. But yeah, not the best delivery. Um, but okay, sorry. Back to the elimination. Yeah, so knowledge is powered. Did, um, I'm want to look up. Was the first elimination also a pun on like a twist in the show? One of the shows um, that I read, let's see, was not so fast. No, that was not uh, not a pun. You think, well, hold on. You think they are naming things after Twist and Big Brother and Survivor. Well, this is. And Love Island. We're going to get the Casa Amor challenge. <laughs> That's what I, I, I made a joke about that on Twitter. I said, I mean, this is very much like knowledge is power. I mean, just straight out of Survivor Twist. No, I feel like, would it be so outrageous to like name all the eliminations? Like based off the shows that all these people are from, I think that'd be kind of cool. I hope they continue to do it, but I feel like that's where this came from. The but, extremely common phrase. I'm giving them too much credit. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. The house is powered. You have to run. I know. I'm sure some like nerd freak, and I say that with love because we're nerd freaks. Right. Was like, yeah, I slipped it in. I like got it on the <laughs> list. Like whatever. You have to ride a peloton until uh you reach a certain light which will reveal a 12 symbol uh code type thing and you have to uh, recreate the 12 symbols and do that three times three sets of 12 riding on the peloton first one to do all three went i liked that this challenge you were able to sort of like monitor progress by the lights like i thought that made it interesting yeah i wish there was more transparency almost with the lights like they feel like the lights could I, I wish there were like more lights that kept building up so it was like clear like how close you were um again not that i think they would like rig an illumination but like it would be cool to see like how close you are to the light clicking on maybe that's a little too much to ask but that was like the one thing i thought was missing from the, the bike portion one thing Kayla and james know how to entertain i was sure. cackling at their confessionals when she was like Pregnancy test. I took a pregnancy test and I have to charge my phone. Mm-hmm. Like, I was dying at that. I mean, they killed it. They were definitely not the favorites to win here, no. I don't think. And, you know, they they didn't gas out and they crushed. No, Good for them. They, they absolutely dominated. I mean, uh, Kayla said she got a little uh, revenge on how she was eliminated in Amazing Grace. She was eliminated in a memory type challenge. So she got to redeem herself there so good for her um and it's pretty amazing for i mean this was like being paired together this was the most dangerous week for for both of them and uh the fact that they were able to survive this week uh really is is incredible for kayla and, and james is standing in, the, in their, their long long-term outlook on the on the season this was their most dangerous week uh obviously kayla can still be paired with leo along the way which will open them up when they're paired together but for james now he's in pretty good shape uh, with you know, depending upon who he's paired with going forward, that he got the Kayla pairing out of the way and survived that week. Agree. Got nothing else. That's uh, I'm looking forward to next week. Another good episode. Yeah. Um, anything? Uh, there was no no uh, Kyle Picard, the chief party officer. No drinking game hit, so everyone remained dead sober for episode two. Oh, Kyle did report. Yeah. Um. I forgot about it immediately. So <laughs> let me think for a second about. 
Okay, why don't I do anytime inspired by Shan's newscaster thing? Anytime like the edit does like a fun thing like that. Mm, yeah, I like that. I was I was thinking about like they sometimes will do does that even include like like the turbo like light things that they used to do? Um so any like editing tr- tricks basically. Yeah. Okay. Um I'm gonna do this is uh, a, a TJ look where I feel like we, we've moved past like date night TJ. I feel like that's his formal attire. Like that's where he shows up. So anytime we get throwback TJ, um, backwards hat, uh, cargo shorts, something like that. If we get a throwback TJ look, I would love to see that come back. So like he's got to be wearing like a black and white, like black sleeves, yeah. white shirt, like element T-shirt. Like, yeah, like a logo, <laughs> like a big logo inspired T-shirt. Um, anything that like I was like, oh, that's early two thousands. All right. That's it. Clean episode, clean podcast. Yeah. That's all we got. Two episodes down. Uh, you can subscribe at robsonswebsite.com slash challenge iTunes or challenge feed. You can follow me on Twitter, Cohen with a C, Brian with an I, uh, underscore. Uh, and you can also check out Exit Interview, which we'll be doing later today with uh, the two people eliminated from this week. So I get to talk to our girl, Tiffany. That'd be pretty exciting. Like, where can they follow you? You can follow me at Last Tweets. Uh, you could check out the return of New Ooh. Girl, Old Guy, um, where Keeve and I uh, just really riff for 50 minutes, find out how many gummy bears is too many gummy bears to eat on a podcast, oh. uh, if that interests you. Um, and you, that's it. Otherwise, leave me alone. All right. We'll leave you alone until uh, next week, episode three. Have a good one. <laughs>